Hey folks, I know you could be listening to one of a million different podcasts right now, and I am super grateful you picked this one. Welcome to The Human Show. I'm your host, Trish, a holistic life coach and a mom navigating this complex world of human emotions. Here, we will share stories, insights, research, and information to help you step into the most true version of yourself so you can be a happy human. Now let's get into it. Hey, everyone. I'm very excited today because I have a super cool guest joining me. She is a 32-year-old board-certified behavior analyst and a life coach. Born and raised in southern Louisiana, she runs a clinic for children with autism where she provides support and training to families and staff. She has a master's degree in psychology and is certified through the adult chair. Through her life coaching, she helps clients work on self-discovery and awareness, question and transform limiting beliefs, and create a life they don't need to escape from. She enjoys nature, specifically flowers and birds, spending time with her loved ones, yoga, self-care, as well as the occasional reality TV. Please welcome to the show, Emily Gilcrease. Thank you so much, Trish. Thank you for being here. And super impressive bio, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. From the heart. Yeah, I didn't even know all. I mean, I knew about the clinic, but I didn't realize you were a behavior analyst and a master's in psychology and just like super cool. So go you. Well, I appreciate it. I'm very passionate about it. I think I've always kind of been a helper. So makes sense. The two two jobs, how they kind of go together, you know? Yeah, I could tell that about you. I have to tell you something kind of funny that um, every time I hear the song as it was by Harry Styles, I think of you <laughs> and I don't know. If- oh, my God. That's so funny because I feel like the time when we met, I was so into that song. So maybe I was playing it. I don't know. What, but that is one of my jams. So that's like on brand that you would think that. <laughs> yeah. So it's um so our last night in training, we were dancing on the balcony yes. at Stacy's. Our- and that's that song came on and you said, This is my song. And it just stuck. You know? Yes, I remember that. Certain things just like stick in your memory. And that was one of them. And now every time I hear that, I think of you, which is, you know, which is cool. <laughs> I know. What a good time. Be you and Michelle while out there dancing our little tails off. That was so fun. It was a fun celebration of all the work we did. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're here today to talk about creation sessions. Now, what I found interesting is when I googled creation sessions, probably the first, I don't know, 50, 100, I don't know, all the hits were about workplace collaborations. So like colleagues getting together oh. to sort of brainstorm ideas, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, okay, I guess creation session is not a commonly used phrase for what we're talking about, which I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like, what do you call it? What do you call it? So I, so my first question for you is, how, how did you first hear about it? Because it's not a very common phrase. Well, I think I heard about it not in that phrase. So like yeah. I hadn't heard, I actually hadn't heard the term creation session until you asked me about it 
creation session. I was like, oh, okay, that's a cool term for it. So I think that the first time I really heard about what we're calling creation sessions is from Gabrielle Bernstein. I don't know if you're familiar with her, Mm -hmm. but I was doing a manifesting challenge. I, I do challenges, like quarterly challenges here and there. And she does a lot of them. And I was doing a manifesting one. And it was one of the exercises, it's like 21 days, but one of the exercises was get into the flow state and visualize what you want to call it in. And so that was the first time. But then throughout our program, and specifically, Michelle had talked a lot about it lately, um, Michelle Shelfont, about like, I don't know what she calls it either. Does she call it creation sessions? But she, that's where I heard it from on one of okay. calls. Okay. It was a call, a call with her. She mentioned it. And I was like, well, that makes sense. So then I, whenever she talked about like her practice with it, I was like, oh, this is really cool because it's not taking such the step by step by step for manifesting. It's just taking this one little snippet and just having that that moment, that creation session, as you call it. Well, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned like manifesting because I want to touch on that because people may have heard of this concept, but not heard creation session and the right, maybe see this title and they're like, what are you talking about? So yeah, manifesting is one and a lot of about attracting, like law of attraction. Yeah. All along those same lines, it's like bringing in what you want. Mm -hmm. So creation session is just another word for it, but I liked it because it, sounded like something you could make a like a daily practice a session you know when you're like creation session it's kind of to the point and maybe for people who aren't so woo like some of some of your everyday joe (laughs) yeah like manifesting your desires like it might sound a little too out there but like creation session is like yeah let's have a session and it's like create some stuff yeah yeah so that's like the layman's term (laughs) yeah yeah right oh so I'm curious when you first tried something like this like tell me what that was like did you follow something that Gabby Bernstein suggested did you kind of come up with your own method so I was actually that's the first time I had like heard about it was through that challenge but I think it was a couple years ago March of 2021 maybe or 2020 I was on this cruise and it was a Abraham Hicks cruise. Mm -hmm. So it was the law of attraction. So we had like the cruise, but then we would go to the little seminars and listen to the people that were called up and things like that. And it was really just about like raising that vibration. And at the time I was in a relationship that I wasn't feeling fulfilled from, but I love the person so much that I just didn't want to give up unless I tried everything that I possibly could. Kind of like when you are loving someone for the potential, but not for like the present moment kind of thing. So that's the situation where I was in. And it was all about like, whenever we find ourselves going through the story of what we don't want, we attract more of what we don't want. And it's like a replaying on this story, this negative energy, and it's just getting stuck and attracting more of that. So 
we talked about like the next best feeling or what do you want instead? And this was just like vocal talking. So what I found is whenever I came home and I was still in that relationship, instead of, and I don't know where I got this from, but I just started doing this. But when I would feel maybe like I wanted more affection or I wanted more um, fit to feel more love from this person. And, you know, I had asked for these things. I had done the communication part, but it just wasn't happening. So instead of ruminating on that, what I would do is I would escape to this place. It was actually my kitchen in my, in my head. I would escape to my kitchen mentally. And I would visualize myself at the sink with this person behind me coming up and hugging me and like nuzzling in my shoulder and just feeling so much love from a partner. And that's like when I first started doing it. I didn't know what I was doing. That was before I learned the manifesting tools and techniques. But so the first time I was practicing this was just by trying to change my vibration, just from things I had learned, like, subconsciously. Cool. So a couple of things you mentioned there. One, for those who don't know, could you just briefly tell us who Abraham Hicks is? Yes. So Abraham Hicks, we were talking about the law of attraction. Actually, the author of the book, Ask and It Is Given, How to Manifest Your Desires. So the author of this book. And Abraham with the whole spiel, I think now, I'm not positive if, if the approach has changed, but they are an author and there's a lot of YouTube snippets you can look up just with little excerpts from these cruises. They do cruises where the audience gets called in to come up with a question. And then they say that like the questions that are asked is are information that everyone needs in the audience and that you leave feeling, which I can attest, like it was a amazing experience and it really was a catalyst for my journey that I had already started but to really just be around so many like-minded individuals and to see the type of love and fun that people were able to have like healthy fun just all around high vibrations just from an authentic place like it was really great but going back to what you said I think that they do little YouTube snippets now that are like excerpts from the crews and these talks that they have. So you can definitely look them up, get the book. And the work is, the foundation of the work is, is this manifesting. It's the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Yeah. So it's basically the principle that the vibe that you put out is what you're going to attract more of. Mm -hmm. So if you are stuck in a negative loop, then you're probably going to stay stuck in a negative loop unless you can think your way into a more aligned feeling with what it is that you want. It's not always easy, and it seems if you're not there yet and you're not ready, it can seem like, oh, yeah, sure, just think that I'm happy. But, I mean, there's methods to it, so it's a practice. Yeah, and I think I want to back up a little bit because we're talking about manifesting and law of attraction and creation. For anyone who, maybe this is a foreign concept, I'm going to, like, very, very basic. The concept is that you can manifest what you want using your thoughts. And that's really, like, the foundation. 
But what is really important is that once you think it, you have to feel it as well, because that kind of creates the energy going out toward to attract in what you want. Because if you're like, I want to make $10,000 this month, and you're like saying that every day, and then this part in the back of your mind is like, you freaking crazy. You're not, you're not, that's not going to happen. Then it, you're, it's like it, you're not because you have to be feeling like, yes, $10,000 a month is mine, you know? Mm-hmm. So those two parts are, I think are important is, you know, the, the feeling. Absolutely. You so, move it from up here to down here, you know, it goes from a thought to a feeling and a belief. And then letting go of the outcome too, because that's a lot of people will be like, well, I said that I wanted this, this month. And it's when you're manifesting, you don't get to choose when you're going to get it. You can't put a timeline and you can't put a way. The how, the when, all of that, you have to let it go and just trust that it's going to come when it's time. And until then, you're enjoying yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. That's because that's another important component I think is uh it's allowing mm-hmm. allowing it to happen like you have to put it out there but then it's out there and then mm-hmm. it's right you have to allow for like you said the how and the when that's not up to you so the yes. letting go I like that you said that too let go um manic manifesting is a whole nother oh my god that's a real thing and that is a whole well, another thing that's very common when people start to learn about manifesting that actually blocks them from being able to manifest. That's the first time I've heard that phrase. And like, I totally get it. It's like, well, I'm meditating. I did the journal. I did the creation session. I, I'm, I'm drinking the green juice. Like, I'm, nothing's happening. It's like, well, that's why. <laughs> Chill. Woosa. I go down. Sit back and attract. Oh, so back in a tract. I like that. <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt, Emma. Uh, I'm gonna write that one. Um, <laughs> sit in a tract. That's a good Put on a t-shirt. Put it on a bumper sticker. Uh, <laughs> but I want to go back because I'd love for you to share something that you were envisioning mm-hmm. that came to you. Mm-hmm. Actually, the um, that energy that I was calling in that. At the kitchen, you know, doing the dishes, that vision that I was going to is, I say escaping to, but that's like a negative way of putting what I was doing. It was more so instead of me going into story, I was going into future, like what I know that I want, what I deserve. At the time, I could have been like, it has to be with this guy that I was with, right? But I wasn't doing anything outside of my relationship, you know, I was still being a good partner. I was just like, this is what I want. Like, this is what I deserve. This is where it's at. So through gaining confidence, the relationship ended. And then I was alone for a period of time where I got to the point where, you know, I really enjoyed being alone. I was having fun. I was not really involved in relationship with others much at all. Wasn't really dating, talking to anyone, just kind of doing my own thing. It was my me time. And I still was going back to that vision. And I think actually what happened, and it's funny because earlier you talked about that little voice, like when it's, I'm going to make 10,000. Oh, I don't think you're going to do that. So it was during coaching training last year that 
I went in to that experience single and I had like this block around dating. Like there were people potentials that I was just like, well, I don't want to date. Like, uh, I don't want to get on a dating site. That doesn't feel aligned with me. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And still doing the visualization, just knowing that I do want true love one day. Because I've always been such a romantic person, but life kind of sucker punched me in some of the relationships that I attracted before I was really aligned with my true self. I was attracting a lot of like toxic relationships and that's all I really ever saw. So my vision of love and romance and what I wanted for so long, I was told by others that I began to believe myself that that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Um, no one's going to come in and treat me this way. Everything is a compromise. Everything has to be a conversation and a sacrifice and it has to be hard and you're not always going to get what you want. And that was my truth. So while on the training trip, I was doing um, some work with another coach where we were going into that. We were going into that block because what would happen is I would get to this point in the visualization. I would be at the sink, wrap the arms around me, and it would stop. And it would stop. Every time, stop. And like I wanted to keep going and more. Like what's going to happen next? Are we going to can't so you're going to sweep me off my feet? What's going to happen here? And I couldn't go farther. And someone asked like, well, do you ever think about like kissing this person? And I'm like, Ella, no. And I'm realizing there's my block. Why not? Oh, because it's cringy. Okay. If I think it's cringy, I'm not going to get it. Because what my true self wants is that. But there's this adolescent part of me that thinks that's cringy. So she's blocking me from getting what it is that I want. So I do this exercise with a uh, coach and it was so funny. I'll never forget. She asked me, we were talking about true love and she's like, well, what, what's unconditional love that you felt? I was like, from my dog. And she's like, yeah. And what do you have to do for your dog to show you that unconditional love? I was like, just show up. She's like, right. I'm like, oh. She's like, if you just show up and something is not aligned for you, then so what? You're cool by yourself anyway. And I'm like, oh. So there is no pressure to like be a certain way, act a certain way, look a certain way. Like, no, it's about me and what I want. And if I want a partner who's going to accept me for who I am, where I'm not playing this game anymore and I'm not settling anymore and what I mean by that is not to discount another person but I'm not staying somewhere that I know isn't right for me in my heart after that I just felt like this opening happened and then I went into that visualization and I like started like really hugging this person and feeling their love so much more and no, like when you're in that the thing is I'm feeling that love from myself, I'm alone in my bed and I'm feeling this energy. So I don't actually need another person. So that's the thing about the manifesting is we talk about going from here to into the feeling. I'm feeling it. Our brains don't know the difference between if it's real 
or if this is just something that's going on, the experience is the same when we're really tuned into it. So I'm just feeling like I already have this. And when I came back, I started having conversation with someone who was an acquaintance of mine and we started getting to know each other. And the first night that we hung out, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just had this feeling like I had never felt before. Like not, we were not even dating anything. We were just hanging out. And I was like, this is my person. Like, well, wait, this is that energy that I've been feeling. And I'm not jumping to the gun, you know, things could have happened, but flash forward, we're going on a year later. And I mean, I have never felt so much support and love and attention and affection and like healthy dynamics with a partner that I have in this relationship. And it's funny because he went through the same exact thing where like that's ultimately what he wanted, but just felt like he was not deserving either. And so you just never know what is going to happen. I didn't know that. I wasn't even really trying, you know, this was a, an acquaintance, a friend. We were hanging out. We had like a little fire pit, just sitting around the fire, just sharing stories. And then we started talking about our inner child and how our inner children could be friends. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. <laughs> like, chill out. But then he was also like, chill out. Like we were both so excited and it was just vibrational match because I aligned with that energy. Like I was showing up ready for that. I wasn't guarded. I wasn't, because I was ready that if it didn't work out, I'm fine. I'm not attached to the outcome. It's this or something better. And like, if it could get better than this, wow, because this is amazing. So that's my story on my first successful manifestation. <laughs> and like huge. Yes. Like, yeah. What an amazing story. And like you said, it was for a while you were not, you were sort of visualizing sort of what you wanted, but then you weren't 100% letting yourself believe it, mm -hmm. what believe what you deserved and feel that you deserved it and let yourself imagine the whole thing, mm -hmm. not just this little part, like just a little hug. Like you were, like you were stopping yourself after that because something inside you maybe didn't buy it. Because I had never had it before and we're creatures of habit and that's ego. Ego is like, if I haven't had this, it's not possible. Sure. Like, stop. No. And I'm like, stop it. It is possible. <laughs> and I'll never forget the first time I was doing the dishes and he came behind me and it was like, I started crying. Wow. I just started crying and I turned and I was like, I've gone this place in my head so many times alone. Wow. And now you're here. And this is really happening. That's awesome. That's so beautiful. Like, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, it's like your vision come to life. Like, what a powerful moment. Wow. Yeah. So I think that's important is, again, allowing for anything. Like, allowing for possibility that anything is possible, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a that's a big one. Letting go of the how, for sure. Yeah, because our brains want to be like, 
okay, well, how, how am I going to do that? And what extra work am I going to do? And what, how am I, how am I going to make all of this add up to 10,000? That's what our brain's doing. Yes. All the wheels are turning. Yes. And we have to, you know, bring it down into our heart, into our soul, let go of the how, like that, how you said that, let go of the how mm-hmm. and just feel I'm making $10,000. Wow. I'm so grateful for that. Like that is amazing. Yeah. How do you feel when you see it in your bank account? How, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to feel when you do what you're going to do with it? Are you going to share it with other people? How are they going to feel? Is that going to maximize that feeling? Like when you're sitting back, what does it feel like to be in that? And then how can you draw your attention to areas where you may have parts of that in your life? And so that your attention is focusing on what you do have rather than that sense of lack. Yeah. So when you talked about your visualization, when you were doing it on your own and you were actually feeling that love, mm-hmm. that part is so important is feeling as if you already have it. Whatever the thing is that you're trying to manifest, part of that visualization, that manifestation time is feeling like it's already there. And for you, it was you were you were able to just feel so much love. And if I know I keep using this money example, I just feel like it's an easy one. Well, it's good to relate. Like some people may not need love. Some people may want money. Like they want the, you know, that easier for everyone to understand. Yeah. So like you mentioned the bank account, like imagine, you know, you, you log into your bank account and you see that it's, you know, X amount of whatever amount that you want. And it's about feeling like it's already there. Mm-hmm. And that's and really, really important feeling. The other part that I think is so important is when you go in, if you don't feel like it's there, why don't you? And questioning that part, you know, because like for me, the other example, and I don't have to go into the big details of it, but there was another time where I was kind of like guided into like go in and have a creation session on what you want your coaching practice to look like and I'm going in and I'm like I can't nothing's coming up how many clients I don't know how many hours I don't know how much money I don't know and I'm like whoa why don't I know and I'm like oh I just don't like goals and I'm like "Mm, that doesn't feel right that feels like some other part of me saying like I just don't do goals that's not true that's not my truth so just getting curious and being like, well, what is blocking me from really being able to picture this? Because maybe it's, hey, what kind of home do you want to live in? Like, what kind of neighborhood do you want to live in? And be like, I have no idea. Okay, number one, that's cool because that's a starting point because then you can really get to choose. You always get to choose. But when you have a block that's like, I can't even think about it, not because it's not important to me, but because there's something there stopping me. Because my practice with coaching and with my clients is very important to me. So I want to be able to put in energy and creation and the flow of where I want to take it. I don't want to be stuck. And that's where I was. But what happened is I looked at why am I stuck? And I learned a lot. I learned a lot. And it was my other job. It was, I have so many responsibilities and duties that I can't imagine at all this thing 
the coaching taken off even more because I can't imagine doing less with this job. And then if I'm doing both, I'm going to be so burnt out. So why spend time trying to create more clients or attract more when I can't even do it? And I'm like, is coaching important to me? Absolutely. Okay, then what do I need to do? I need to have a conversation. I need to do less here. And I went in and I never had the confidence to go in and say, you know, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need someone else to do. I need to delegate these things out. I need to do less. I still want to be involved. I want to be here. I love my career in behavior analysis, but I love this career that is in my future too with coaching. And I don't want to have to walk away from either one. And I don't have to, because that's my choice. Mm -hmm. But through that block is where I learned all of that, where I had that conversation, where I was able to create more flexibility in my schedule and open up time for new clients. And I think it was like a week or two after I really had that conversation that, boom, I had four consultations. I had never had a single consultation yet. I had four consultations, book, 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 book. I tripled my clients. Wow. But it was because I had to look at what was stopping me from being able to have that creation session. So it's not just about what happens in that session too, but it's about like getting curious on what comes up, either blocking you from having it or when you're in the session, those little thoughts, like you said, well, I'm never going to be able to do that. I've never done that before. And then going in and being like, hey, who believes that? Because there's a big part of me here that that's trying to shift it to this direction. But I see that there's still a little bit gunk in here. Like, let me try to clean that up. What can I do for you? What do you need? Like, what's going on here? So that you really can get aligned with that direction that you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. So it wasn't, you weren't able to even visualize what you wanted to manifest because... There was a block. So once you looked at it, looked at the block, like that's the first thing is like, look at it. And then you were able to move, kind of move through it, kind of dissolve it mm-hmm. by saying, okay, here's the block. The block is my current career. Let me go at that and say what I need. And you said what you needed. And then it was like, like I'm imagining just this obstacle is like dissolving. And then boom, like clients, you tripled your clients, not by any more marketing, not by spending any more money putting your name out there, just by letting go of what was blocking you and making space. You made space for this new new things to appear. Mm-hmm. And I became aligned with receiving because I had a block, right? I was like, I don't want more clients. I can't handle it. And so it's really great because that was a protection at the time. If I would have had more clients coming in and not had the time, I would have been so overwhelmed and I don't know the quality of how those sessions would be. And like you said, it would have been completely burnt out. Mm-hmm. So that part that was sort of holding you back was doing it as a way to protect you. Mm-hmm. And I needed it. So I really thanked it after. I was like, thank you for like for keeping that there, for keeping that block up until I was ready. Yeah. So... I wonder, like, are you still doing anything as far as like a creation session or a manifesta- manifestation practice to kind of develop anything personally, professionally? Is it still sort of a practice for you? Yeah. yeah. In multiple areas, I would say 
something for me personally is I have been in the manic phase of like, I have to meditate every day. I have to do this every day. I have to. And I've stopped. I've given myself permission to check in and see what I need when I need it. So as far as like a daily practice that I live by, I have let myself off the hook for that. I meditate several times a week when I want to. I journal every day when I want to journal. But future-wise, like there, there are goals of mine that I'm going in doing these manifestations, working to achieve. But I think one that is really important and it's a different spin on what we've been talking about that the listeners, I think, can apply into like even just everyday life is creating the day you want to have. This kind of goes into like, how do I want to feel today? You know, how do I want to feel today? And going into that feeling. So I'm laying in bed and I have a choice. I can either, I wake up and I can either be like, oh, so tired. Oh, it's raining outside. I just want to stay in bed all day in my pajamas. And I can go down that. Or I could be like, oh, wow, I'm really tired. I think I'm going to make myself a really nice coffee. I'm going to put some vanilla in it and I'm going to add some cinnamon sugar on top and I'm going to whip it up and that's going to be great. I'm going to start the day by doing that for myself. That's going to help wake me up. I'm going to eat a nourishing breakfast. You know, we can go into like, this is a problem and I'm spiraling about how it's a problem and how miserable I am and how this is going to impact my day. Or we can go into like, this is a feeling. This is how I'm going to make it better. And this is where I want my day to go. And like visualizing, okay, whatever it is we want to feel. So if I'm feeling love and I wish I was feeling energized or happy, I can go in and like create that version of myself. Like, okay, well, what would the happy, what would the happiest version of me do if she got out of bed? What would she be doing? Would she put music on? Start dancing around to get ready? Hmm. Okay, maybe I could try that, see how it works. Okay, I put my favorite song on and boom, I'm already in the groove. Just from like one second of like, well, let me visualize what would that part of me look like? Or what would someone who is not stressed look like driving up to work? Mm. I'm driving up, not rushing to grab all my stuff. I'm just, oh, I have two minutes left of this podcast. I'm going to listen to it. Going, hey, good morning, everyone. I'm just going to my office, light my candle. Whatever you need, visualize that version of yourself if you don't feel aligned with them. And then take a step to become aligned with them. And then see what happens. I do that often. Yeah, I think this is a perfect time for who said that. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? Emily, I understand you have a quote or two to share, and it seems like a good time with this the way the conversation is going. So, shoot. Okay, so first is, and this is a Gabby quote. It's called a uh, daily design her daily design method, which is what I was just referring to about like, how do I want to feel today? 
So this is the quote is, how do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? What do I want to give? And what do I want to receive? Wow. So, I mean, starting your day with that seems like it could really change things. You're setting an intention and you're tuning in. And then it goes perfectly with with this episode on when it's how do I want to feel? Drop into that feeling. Visualize that. And then create that for yourself, for your day. Because if you can do that every day, it doesn't feel like such a long-term thing, like something is so far away. You're raising your vibration. When you raise your vibration, you attract what you want. Mm -hmm. And so you don't even realize incrementally you've got a higher vibe naturally, and it's not forced. Right. Yeah. And um, I just want to be clear that when we say drop in, for anyone who's not familiar with that, it's basically what we mean is moving from your brain into your body. So if you think, okay, I want the day to go this way, then close your eyes or don't, whatever feels right, and feel it in your body. What does that feel like if I'm driving to work happy? If I'm totally chill when I walk into the office, what does that feel like? So it's dropping from your brain inside to experience the the feeling. Yes, exactly. Because going in your brain, just like, oh, I'm going to drive to work. I'm going to, it's like, how is that going to feel for you? Mm -hmm. Slow it down and feel it. And I'll go ahead and share this other quote from this very wise person. Yes. Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I'll go ahead and share it. You keep going. Well, no, it was it was perfect where you ended with and now drop it and feel it. That's right. My my quote is feel it into existence. Yep. Feel it into existence. There's so many quotes about like speak it into existence, believe it into existence, or but it's it's all about feeling it. When it you can't feel that feeling, that's when you know, okay. This is why I'm not getting whatever it is that I desire because I can't, I can't feel it. You got to feel it. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's where the magic happens. You can come up with the most detailed plan in your brain and write it down. But if you're not able to feel what it feels like to actually have all of that, then it's going to feel forced and it's going to be hard. And it's going to be a, I'm picturing like just like walking through mud, you know? Like that's how you're going to be getting to yeah. your, it's like oh, it was like trudging along. Right. And that would be more of like an energetic standpoint. That would be more draining. But going it, feeling it is more like you're getting even more energy because the energy that you're experiencing from that feeling is like so good. That's how you want to feel. So you don't feel depleted. You feel like energized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I love that quote. Both of those. Thank you. Thank you. Super cool. So I'd like to give maybe a few steps for someone who is new to this concept. And they're like, that sounds cool. I want to try to manifest something in my life. Like, maybe we can come up with a few just basic steps. To Here's how to get started. And I, I like your idea of starting with just the day. 
It doesn't have to be this major career change or something. It can be if that's what you want. But I love the idea of starting with how do I want this day to look as a way to sort of introduce yourself to feeling it into existence. So someone who's like, this is a completely foreign concept, what might you say to get started? I would say think of an area in your life that you either struggle with, wish was different, or just kind of feel not excited about. Because it's easier if you don't have any experience doing this. It's a lot easier to associate with negative feelings Mm -hmm. or stories or limiting beliefs. Because when we're not doing self-work or we're not familiar with these kind of concepts, that's kind of where human conditioning is. Not everybody, but, you know, people walk around complaining about things. Okay, that's perfect. What do you complain about? Step one, what do you complain about? All right, perfect. If you could have any solution in the world, step two, what would that be? What would you like instead? Yeah, what would you like instead? And then step three would be, okay, now you have what you want instead, and what does that feel like? And then I feel like between steps two and three is where all the work would have to happen. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's easier to decide like, okay, well, that's what it would be. And then like, okay, well, you got it. Now what? Like, well, no, I don't have it. I'm like, whoa, hold on. It's like, yeah, this is where we need to work. And you know, a great um, Michelle's last podcast, I don't know what number it was, but she, it was last week, I believe, Five Ways to Get Unstuck, Michelle Shelfont on the adult chair. Between those steps two and three, if you feel stuck, go there. So a lot of times that's where when you do that work, like for my example of just going in, having that conversation, boom, things open up. Right. Yeah. I'll add that link to the show notes for that episode because that fits in perfectly with, you're right, between step two and three. Yes. <laughs> you so get unstuck. Two. Yes. Yeah. Get unstuck. So yeah. Yeah. And then, so we have step one, what's the issue? Step two, what do you want instead? Step three, how does it feel when you have it? And then step four, let go and trust. Oh, yeah. That is coming. Like, just let go and live your life mm-hmm. and stay aligned with that. Right. Let go and trust. That's so important. Once you get to the point where you can feel it, then it's like you're just sending it out there like, okay, here it is. Yeah. And while you let, let go and trust, you look for it in your life. You know, if you want $10,000, well, when you get a deposit for $1,000, you're like, yeah, there's more of that, please. I'll take some more of that. Okay, I'm going to go do this. Or even if it's just to pay your bills, like my bills are paid. What a wonderful feeling. I still have this much money in my account. Yes, I am abundant. Like I, I've got this. This is mine. There's more on the way. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I like that. I'm glad you said that is, uh, you know, appreciating all the little bits along the way. Yeah, that's and called driftwood. And in a lot of different, like we talked about Abraham, we talked about Gabby, it's called driftwood. Uh, they all mention it. I think Michelle mentions it too, looking for the driftwood. And that just means that you're looking for like, what are the little cues in your life that like, oh, I already have some of this. I already feel this way sometimes. Or like, oh, it's kind of like a precursor to what's coming. Just 
noticing that it helps you again to not be in that story of lack and not be in that, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, but like, I have, I have, I have, I have. I'm grateful. I'm abundant. Yeah. So the driftwood analogy is that's that's sort of like a river theme, mm-hmm. like sort of your path, following your path. Yeah, because I've heard that too, like the whole river analogy, because it's going with the flow. So then the yes. driftwood is the pieces you see along the way that you're like, oh, cool. That's cool. I like that. I like that. Yes. Bring me some more of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly. cool. And like when it. you experience something that maybe you don't like, use that as a guide to say like, okay, well, this is showing me what I do want more of. Instead of getting stuck in the story and then go and tell everyone under the sun about how bad of a day you had, use that as like, okay, so hmm, I don't like when my boss yells at me. It's important to me that in this career that I'm going to be moving into that we have mutual respect. Cool. So this this allowed me to think about what I do want instead. Okay, I'm very clear on that. I'm very clear. Mm-hmm. Respectful communication is a value of mine. This this helped me to discover my value. Yeah. Looking at that positive twist. Yeah, right. Because I, I do think it's really easy to identify the things we don't like and don't want. So then the next step is to flip that and say, okay, mm-hmm. what do I want instead? So, yeah, I like that example you did. It's like, all right, I don't like this situation, so what's the ideal situation? And put myself there, you know. Yeah. I wanted to mention one idea for, because some people are not very visual or it's kind of a challenge to, you know, say, oh, close your eyes and you imagine yourself in this place. And, it, and it's like, it doesn't happen easily for some people. And I thought another good method for creating and manifesting for people like that is a vision board. And there's like plenty of ideas for that online. And basically that way you're putting, you know, it's just a piece of poster board or cardboard. You're putting pictures of words of the things that you want in your life. And the cool thing about that is that you can, every day you can look at it. So you don't have to, if it's harder for you to picture those things, just make it a tangible thing that you can look at. For sure. And then, you know, you look at that, a picture of your bank statement or, you know, a picture of maybe this career that you're interested in. And then you can look at that every day. And still, after you look at it, the feeling is the important part. So look at it and be like, yes, $100,000 my bank account. Sweet. You know, like, mm-hmm. look at that, feel it. So yes. I wanted to point that out because some people... You know, you say visualize and they're like, uh, that's yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, true. If you take it like that, you can do it that way that you could write it out and read it to yourself to hear it back. Oh, that's a good one. The possibilities are endless. You could record yourself, play yourself speaking, sit back and listen to yourself speaking. I mean, you could go any direction, whatever the person who is trying to use this technique, wherever they are if they're auditory, sensory, visual. Yeah, sure. sure. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it could, we could have a whole nother episode just on all the different methods. <laughs> this, because like you're saying, there's your own visualization, there's vision boards, there's journaling, there's 
voice memos and that's mm-hmm. worked really great for people um mm-hmm. true oh yeah that's a lot um <laughs> Maybe I might ask you to come back again and be like, all right, let's break down these because there's some really cool ideas in there. Yeah, I'd be honored. <laughs> all right. Well, if people want to find you for one-on-one coaching, which I would highly recommend because Emily is <laughs> lovely. Oh, thank you. Um, so her website is illuminatelife.coach, and I'll put all of this in the show notes. And you can also find her on Instagram at Illuminate Life Coach. So I'm going to put all that in the show notes uh, so that people can find you. Thank you. And I so appreciate you chatting with me today. It was really awesome. It was great to see you again and just to have this conversation. It was really energizing. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to see what you create next. I can't wait to see what you create next. All right. Well, thank you for being here. And... To all the listeners, remember, you are enough just as you are, and you are loved. Make a great day.